The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Side Piece Show. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know why I can't stop singing the intro. I apologize. No, that is nothing anybody wants to hear. But I will tell you something that we heard this morning. So Josh and I are getting Logan out of bed and Logan is fully potty trained. But at night, we still put a diaper on him. You know, we don't want accidents and changing the sheets at 3 a.m. So this morning, we're taking off his diaper and Logan looks down and says, wow, I have a really big penis. (laughs) Josh... Josh, I swear, I've never seen him more proud. (laughs) I'm so glad that my four-year-old and Josh could share such a special moment in their lives. And now it's time for Side Stealers of the Week. Shaw's, MJ's new bestie, London. She's Persian, lesbian, a life coach, a dating coach, Not to be mistaken for a tennis coach, but other than her skills on the court, her handling Nima and Reza, getting them to make peace skills, yeah, that for sure makes you a badass side stealer of the week. And I'm actually really digging her. Okay, Jersey. Say what you want about Joey Gorga, but I will say again, he has always stood by and supported not only his wife, but Teresa. I mean, through it all, he has always had his sister's back, even going against his own wife at times. I think he's a great dude. He has some old school thoughts, but he's a great dude, a great husband and brother. And that for sure, because of it all, makes you a great side stealer of the week. Below deck sailing yacht. Yes, Captain Glenn is the captain, but his freaking huge ass yacht crashes into a freaking dock, breaking it into pieces. Part of his boat is floating off into the ocean and Captain Glenn walks away, takes a breath, and then regroups, tells his crew what an amazing job they did in the situation. And then he gets them mentally ready to tackle their next charter, which is, of course, the most important. Though I'm not sure which is worse, crashing into the dock, not once, but twice, or their new charter guests. Either way, Captain Glenn is a freaking side stealer stud. And that wraps up my side stealers of the week. What else is hot and happening in Bravo, you ask? Holy crap. Real Housewives of Potomac. The trailer is out and it is fire. I definitely saw Jamal and Giselle not happening. Not a shocker. Ashley and Michael, baby number two. What? That's happening? And then the whole thing with Eddie and the possible cheating on Wendy. Holy moly, as my kid says, crock a dolly. This is amazing. Jersey, we have reunion part one. And Teresa kicks it all off by saying to Margaret, Margaret, not like on your Instagram, would you put your married to a plumber? I mean, Teresa, what the F? That was not cool. I love Joe B. And then Jennifer and Margaret going at it and Jennifer drops the bomb that Margaret started the Evan cheating rumor. Um, what? This reunion, like all Jersey reunions, is going to be insane. And I am eating it all up. Yum. Real Housewives of New York. In their separate corners, we have Leah and Ramona, round one. Ramona and Sonia, round two. All of the booze, I mean all of the booze that Sonia got hammered from, for sure, wins round three. 
with a huge knockout vodka filled, don't ever mention Wells Fargo ever again, punch. Shaw's. The crew heads to Palm Springs, and this spells Shaw-zaster. Get it? <laughs> Shaw-zaster. Okay, Gigi is now into polygamy, polygamy. <laughs> Clearly, I can't say it, nor do I know what the hell it is until I'm learning, as she's explaining to London, that it's four people in a relationship together. Whomever those other three people are with her, with each other, whatever they're doing, I need on my show ASAP. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is back, baby. And I really did miss them. I did not miss everyone in their weird voices being called, my love, my love, and their air double kisses. Like all that crap drives me insane. But Crystal, bringing the heat. She comes out swinging when she says, in Beverly Hills, you probably know or remember everyone. And it's common to know people in Beverly Hills through other people. But if you don't know someone, they might not be worth knowing. The producer then asks Crystal, do you know Dorit? And Crystal says, no. Um, and we are off. The season I'm actually super excited about. And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. Have I told you lately? Thank you. Thank you. Your reviews. Oh my God. I am eating them up like a Jersey reunion. They are so amazing. You guys are the freaking best. I love every single second of this podcast doing it with you guys. Thank you so much. And thank you for telling all of your friends to listen and subscribe, to rate and write awesome reviews too. I love it all so we can celebrate the best of Side Piece Show and its delicious parts together. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. Thank you again, you guys, from the bottom of my freaking heart for all your love, your amazing support, and I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, from interior design to real estate, she has done it all, including bringing some crazy, crazy fun to Charleston. From Southern Charm, the one and only Landon Clements. You guys, my guest today, she blew back into town, <laughs> rocking the Charleston way. And Southern Charm has never, ever been the same. Yes, it's the one and only Landon Clemens. Hello. <laughs> nice to see you and meet. We'll meet you over yes. this. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, you know, a little rusty from doing interviews and stuff like that. I've sort of been in hiding, but yeah. <laughs> thank you nice for coming out of hiding for, for together this. virtually. <laughs> I was super excited to have you on and I wrote you a little poem. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yes. Landon came on the show living on a boat. Then she asked Shep, what if? That made him choke a bit and get wine stuck in his throat. It was so awesome to see her start a new life as a single gal. While going for her dreams and making her dad proud, we all wanted to be Landon's pal. <laughs> I think that one's debatable, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, which part? The, making your dad proud or Landon's yeah, I pal? I wanted to be my friend. Just, like, <laughs> ended up with some frenemies. <laughs> Landon, oh my God. Okay, because you came on season two. Mm -hmm. How did you get hooked up with the show? They had filmed season one. How did you then come on? Um, well, I had known Whitney for forever. He actually, my ex-husband is, is British and Whitney went to boarding school over in England. And so they... I've known Whitney for probably 10 years before I ever did the show. No way. And I didn't know Jeff, Whitney. I had known since college. And Thomas, I had known through like horses and stuff like that in Charleston. And the other ones like Cam and Craig and everyone else, I just kind of met as we were filming. But it was really, it was Whitney and Shep that kind of 
brought me in. <laughs> I wanted to help produce the show and like not be on camera. And they filmed some like test stuff because they were looking for, they were trying to cast some more girls to be on the show. And so they just kind of saw some like outtakes of Shep and Whitney and I, and it was just, we were naturally friends. They didn't have to like bring someone in and right. make you know, and then once they wanted me to be on the show, then I couldn't help produce it. So then it kind of became like this conflict. But yeah, I mean, it was just because we'd all been friends for forever and it was so much fun. <laughs> so wait, you were front, you were in LA, right? Had you yeah. already moved back to Charleston when they said, can you come on? Right when I sort of got separated, divorced, I moved to Aspen. <laughs> and oh. I was the mountain photographer and lived <laughs> in Aspen. <laughs> just had like, uh, for lack of a better word, a gap year. <laughs> um, just kind of regrouped. And then the mountain closes in April. So I went back to Charleston for a little bit. It was like Easter and all of that. And I was hanging out with Whitney and Chef and everybody. And they were like, I think, you know, they're going to renew us to do another season of the show. Like, I was like, well, I'd love to help. I majored in historic preservation of architecture at College of Charleston. So we oh always were in like all these cool old like historic homes and all of this. So I wanted to help them like coordinate where they would film. And that's amazing. Um, and so it just like one thing led to another. And then, you know, we're sitting there with Andy Cohen and you're like, what is this? What is going on? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you were back. And then had you seen season one at all? I had, yeah. I was living in Aspen, like I said, and would would watch it. And it was just like so wild. It made me really homesick, actually, because like seeing the show, not only missing my friends, but like the whole like backdrop is all Charleston. It was like every street that I've, you know, right. been on. And it's such a like tiny, beautiful, special place. And I, you know, went to college there and just like, I feel like I like, grew up in in Charleston you know I was actually born uh in Sea Island in Georgia so it's just below right. Savannah and then we went to school and stuff in Atlanta and then so getting back to Charleston and back to like the beach and where I had like actually kind of been born and grown up just it just felt so good it's <laughs> so, home yeah and Charleston is just will always I mean I plan on like being buried there <laughs> like it's just home. it's home yeah so when watching the season one I was like oh my gosh it's just literally made me homesick and then went back home and, you know, decided that Aspen probably like wasn't real life. I mean, I could have definitely done real estate stuff and things like that there, but I just was kind of homesick. My sister just had a baby and I just wanted to be home. Right. And so, you know, as luck would have it, they were also doing this crazy show and it just sort of one thing led to another and there we were. <laughs> so then there you are, you're back and yeah. you're friends with Shep and then you guys are sitting there at your dining room <laughs> table. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, I have to ask. So, mm -hmm. you know, the whole scene when you're like, Hey Shep, what yeah. if <laughs> I, do you ever look back and say, man, I wish I hadn't done that. Or oh, no, not you, at all. You're happy that you said, like, ask Shep? Well, yeah, because, like, to their own self be true. And, like, we'd always been such good friends. There aren't that many people to date in Charleston. <laughs> and, you know, everyone's always like, marry your best friend. And I was like, well, Shep's kind of my best friend. So, you know, we weren't meant for each other in that capacity. And, like, sure, maybe a bit of production was, like, see where it goes. So you're like, well, like, I literally have nothing to lose. Right. <laughs> So then how was it afterwards? Like, did you guys ever have a thing ever? Oh, no, never. <laughs> never. How are you guys now? We're great friends. I was just, you know, with all of them. We were actually St. Patrick's Day. We were all in Charleston, had a big time. And Chef was doing like a little event for his Chef gear hats. And by the way, like there's no COVID in Charleston, apparently. So it's just like, it was crazy. I was like, so nervous, like going out and there's like people everywhere. And I've been literally like locked up in California. Like everyone's terrified. And right? that was like really nice and refreshing to just be back around like reasonable thinking people. So then you go home and then you're, you know, in Charleston with your own people and you're, yeah. you know, it's, it's your place. I mean, it's just like old South mentality of how everything is. It's just like, take care of yourself, take care of your family, like be a good person. And right. in California, it's like, there's like laws that it's like, you have to, you know, it's like, I don't need laws to tell me to be a good person or whatever. I get that the population here is like quadrupled out of Charleston. And right. Well, it's crazy because like watching the show, it just seemed like that was it. I mean, like you said, you've known Whitney. Whitney knew your ex-husband. Yeah. You knew Shep. 
then we sprinkle on like the Thomases and all that, that everybody knows, you know, yeah. by the way, you know, when you were on with Thomas mm-hmm. and all the madness with him and Catherine, how was that? Like being a part, I mean, cause it's still going on. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's just so sad, really. You know, like Thomas and I are still good friends, you know, love him or hate him or whatever. I think, you know, people want to say whatever and think that they know everything, but really they don't. And, you know, he's always put his children first and everything. And he's definitely, you know, he's currently living in Aiken, like shut everything down. My understanding is it's an ongoing court case. I don't really want to say much, but like he has custody right now. And it's just, it's just so terribly sad. You know, I do feel for Catherine, you know, she's lost her mom and all of these things. She was able to get the documents or the court stuff closed. So the actual reason for her losing custody isn't public knowledge, but in South Carolina, it has to be really, really bad for a mother to lose her children. And it's just such a sad situation. And then you magnify that with the press and this, and you know, it's just, these are the things that will cause someone to have a real breakdown. Right. You know, I just didn't want to be part of that dialogue anymore where it was like, if I'm having a like negative effect on this person because of what I just, it just felt icky. And I didn't like the way that some of the things on the show were spun. Like I don't have any hard feelings or ill will towards Catherine. And, you know, I honestly truly like wish her the best and hope, you know, she's able to step up into the position of being a mom. I mean, I'm sure when things are good, they're really good, but when they're bad, they're bad. um, To have to do all of that under a spotlight is I, pressure beyond anything (laughs) what even started was it the whole trip you guys you and thomas going to london what even started the beef with thomas and i did not go to london together (laughs) okay please tell me what i wanted to ask you this what in the hell is a real story yeah and that was the other thing Catherine was always instead of like accepting some blame like oh maybe i'm the reason this relationship isn't working out it was always someone else's fault and to my understanding it still is. I mean, I actually saw her when I was in Charleston and it's very, hi, how are you? You know, just recently like, actually Shep had his little party at, you know, on St. Patrick's day and oh. saw her there and hi, how are you? It's all, you know, there's what else is there to say? There's it's no still weird. Yeah. It'll always be weird. I mean, she said some really nasty, awful things about me that were completely untrue. And, you know, I'm just trying to take the high road because I really just don't care right <laughs> and it's like I'm pretty sure everyone else who's watched the show or anything else has you know their own opinion <laughs> about whatever it is that they've watched but well, what happened with the trip how did that come out why was it even talked about my ex-husband's British I mean I used to spend half my year in London I have a ton of friends there so I was already in London his nephew or cousin I forget you know we have, all have big families but he, he lived over there, so he was coming to see him. And I think it was like Thanksgiving time or something because he actually came to my friend's house and we all had dinner and his whole family came. Like, to me, Thomas is like a cousin. Like, there's right. no, there's never been anything. There's no, I mean, it's, I know Charleston, they always talk about kissing cousins, but it's really <laughs> not that. <laughs> I thought I was West Virginia and Ohio, where I'm yeah. from. <laughs> South Carolina, I think you are still able to marry your cousin i think that's like the one of the only rules like (laughs) i forget where we even were at what bar in london and there was like a pineapple pick up a pineapple take a picture and it was like it you guys are having sex yeah i'm pregnant all of his baby (laughs) (laughs) it's you know he's bought me a horse which i wish he did buy me a horse by the way, I'll I wish that would happen. <laughs> no babies um, but horse yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I definitely wanted to stir the pot when we took that picture. We'd definitely been drinking all day. Right. <laughs> and it was just, never really thought twice about it. It was like a pineapple is a sign of hospitality in Charleston and the South. And it was just funny that the two of us are in London and here's a pineapple and like, look at the picture. We're clearly wasted. (laughs) And it's like, just didn't really think anything of it. And then it's all of a sudden like, you know, we're we're traveling Europe together and all of this. I literally saw him for maybe 12 hours and I was over there for like a month. (laughs) You know, had you and Catherine already had beef pre the London thing? I don't think I had ever even met her then. 
Because I can't remember if that picture was taken like before I filmed or at, like, I don't really remember the timeline on that. Right. Like Catherine wasn't even like a thought in my mind that someone would get upset about this photo. It was just like, hey, we're Southern and we're in London. It was nothing like. Planned. Like, what are they? I think I said it was over Valentine's Day weekend and it was supposed well, to be that like, was another trip. trip and that was something else. But that trip was to a family friend's plantation in Savannah, who I had grown up with and known my whole life. And Thomas was like doing some work stuff with them. And he's like, come down. And I was like, okay, great. You know, literally never even crossed my mind that it was Valentine's Day weekend. And I do know he did tell me though that he was supposed to take Catherine and then he was didn't want to take her because he was nervous of her behavior. And this is like a very old Southern proper family. And like my parents were friends with them. And he was like, I just can't have ridiculous drama with all of them because he was, you know, doing business stuff with them. So literally slept in like a separate wing of the property, not even anything. And then she turns it into this whole thing that I ruined her Valentine. I'm like, you ruined your Valentine. (laughs) Not me, but whatever. So you get back and start filming again and you're now you're with Catherine and it all goes to yeah. what we see. How difficult was that? Cause I feel like you were in the middle of her and Thomas well, and their whole thing. Difficult for me because I, I'm not someone who like plays the victim and I just don't understand like her thinking or rationale. So I couldn't comprehend, like I have two sisters who are super duper close. And you know, we even when, her and Thomas were like having trouble. That's my sister. And I were like, well, come down to Jekyll. Like everyone, you know, we filmed that. And right. that of course is when it came out that hairdresser accused Thomas oh. of abuse or what. And it was like, oh, well, this is convenient. Like you've gone out of town. He's up for election and you want to drop this. Right. And it was just like such a, a desperate like ploy for attention. And then you've got like, I hate to say some crazy hairstylist because my sister's a hairstylist. I don't like it when they say mean things about hairstylists. I get like my big sister defensiveness comes out. I got it. I got it. But literally you've got like some, I think, you know, you see it all the time in LA. Anyone gets kind of close to someone who's in the spotlight and they're like, oh, well, let me do this or that. And then I'm in the spotlight. And it's like, that's what you want to be in the spotlight for? It's like negative attention, you know? And it's like, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Right. The whole sequence of events seemed very suspect to me. Also, like, this is a man, like, this is the father of your children. You want him in jail forever? Like, don't you think you would have wanted him to, like, it's sort of ridiculous to say now, but, like, to be the senator and an elected official? Right. (laughs) Wouldn't you want the absolute best for your baby daddy? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, I just don't understand that. And then we see, like, all this start happening with this last season, you know, when Cam's not coming back, Naomi. But it's the same thing. It's like, it's because of Catherine that Cam's not coming back. And it's such a shame because she was just this bright light. But when people start trying to tear down your marriage and say all these things, which are like complete fabrications, I feel the worst for that poor girl that they said was having... The affair. affair. She's never even met Jason, you know? They hadn't even met. Never even met. I, and are so you serious? Girl, and you know, I'm sure if you Google her or whatever, all that comes up. And like this like affects people. Like now when you go and try to get a job, it's like the first thing someone does is Google you. And it's like, oh, we don't want that girl in our office. Like right. she's drama. I mean, if you know, if she wanted, she could probably go back and counter sue Kath, all of these things. But it's just, you know, Cameron's has a beautiful daughter and as a mom and her husband's like an outstanding citizen so to get dragged down into this like muck I mean I walked away before that and you know they were like you know don't come back I was like no problem (laughs) wait a minute who said that the producers well yeah like when I came to so they we had finished season four didn't know if there was a season five yet and they're basically like you're out you know you're gone you're out and I was like fine you know like I would have happily like come back to Charleston film the season continued right. like, like Whitney goes back and forth and no one bothers with that you know I get he's like a producer and helped create the show but it's like why couldn't I go back and forth like film us going back and forth film right. you know, filmed in LA once right. or twice with Whitney it's like you want my real life this is my real life because I didn't want to marry Thomas or do all of these things to create drama in the show they're like you know we don't need you and I was like oh they figured the drama was enough it, it was at the time 
at Ashley had started coming on when you were leaving? Yeah, I was off season four and I think she came season five, but I had, I met her actually Thomas was living out in Santa Barbara cause he was playing polo at the Santa Barbara polo club. So I met her like the day after they met <laughs> and she's really? actually engaged. She was just at my birthday out in Malibu and I'm so excited and happy for her. And, you know, I feel awful for her too. Like she's a great person. She's a hospice nurse. Do you know what kind of job yeah. that is? Like I just lost my grandmother and, Oh, Landon, I'm sorry. My mom is like indebted to them forever. I mean, it's just, it takes a special, special kind of person to do that job. Um, I just hate the way that they were to her. Oh, first of all, back (laughs) up. Like nothing is more important than that. Like, are you, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was just, you know, she was 96. It was horrible. And thank goodness it wasn't like a COVID related thing. I think my mom would have like never gotten over that. But it's my last grandparent. It's just like a, Big I know. Shift. I, it's just a horrible time right now, especially with. I just like, so you and Ashley are close. How was it so, I mean, she was not portrayed well at all see, on the show. Do you think, or do you think it was Catherine? I, mean, I don't think she was like, got a chance to be portrayed as, as anything. You never got to see who she is. And like, when she said that stuff to Catherine, like, the egg donor thing, like, right. horrible choice of words, terrible thing to say. But at that time, Ashley had her kids more than she did. And and just it the whole thing makes me so angry because Ashley is not a bad person. And Ashley, if anything, was like trying to protect Catherine's children. It was just really a horrible situation and the way that they like spun things and made her uh appear. Also, like reality TV is like ruthless. She's never like I kind of been in that world for a long, like I was like modeling and stuff when I was six and just in the hills. Right. Yeah. But yeah. And you just have to choose your words very carefully. You are, you know, and it's like, unless you are kind of, I hate to say trained because I've never like been trained in reality shows. She's just someone who speaks her mind and the way that she was edited for speaking her mind made it look like she's like abusing this poor once again, Catherine's a victim when she's not a victim. Like you weren't being great during that time. And right. So instead of being like, Ashley, like I'm struggling. Like she was like, screw you. You're all my problem. You're my problems. And right. I, like, actually I'm trying to help you like solve a lot of your problems by caring for your children. <laughs> Do you think they would, she and Thomas would still be together if all the drama hadn't gone down with Catherine and that it was just so stressful. Yeah. Really? They really loved each other. It's, it's really heartbreaking, actually. But I told her not to go. I told her not to do it. And I was like, they're just going to. Don't go get in they're with gonna, the Thomas. I'm not the bad guy. They're going to make you the bad guy. <laughs> so. so you told her not to start dating Thomas? No, I told her, date Thomas. That's wonderful. I told her not to go to Charleston and be on the show. Uh, uh, so now what does she say? You're right, Landon. We don't really <laughs> talk about it. We're just, we're both so happy in our lives as they currently are. And for her, it was like a fun little roller coaster. But, you know, for me, I have to go to Charleston for the rest of my life. I still have to answer to this stuff for forever. She gets to just like walk away. <laughs> right. At first I was like, you know how they did it. Remember after the reunion, then all of a sudden when you were off, they're like, oh, and by the way, guess what we saw? And they post a picture of you and Ashley friends. Yeah. And I actually called Bravo and was upset about that. They didn't have, my contract was up. They didn't have the right to use that photo. So they were still using me to like perpetuate their story without having ever asked me about it. And I was like, you can't tell me you don't want me and then continue to use me right to like promote your show and create drama and that was like the final photo of not last season but the season but whatever it was but like that really bothered me I called the producers and basically just got like shoved around and no answer about anything and it's like again are you gonna bother to sue you know it's just like ugh. the drama with Catherine if you're gonna use me to tell the story like let me at least have part in it you know don't right. just like take a photo from our instagram and now weave it into your storyline without asking either of us that was literally the end of the entire season i think mm-hmm. 
So you were like, hey, bravo, I want to go and go back and forth like Whitney does. I never said anything because when I left, there, uh, season five hadn't been confirmed. We didn't know if they were going to film another season. And so there's like six months in between when you finish filming, the show airs, and then like start another cycle. Right. So I, we had finished filming. I mean, I was even living in Malibu when we went to do the reunion was coming from LA to go to New York to do the reunion. So I left before it had even finished, I think before season four even aired. Oh, or, wow. You know, we finished filming in like December. I moved to Malibu in like February or March. And then the show came on in April. You know, it's just like your life is, can, so I'm like, I'm supposed to just sit here in Charleston for a right. year waiting to see if you do another season when I have, things going on in California and, you know, I do interior design and I have my real estate license here and all of that. So I was like, I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> right. And then they were like, no, we either yeah. want you here or you're well, not going to do the show. Well, then they started calling when they're going to start doing a season five and they're like, what are you doing? I was like, well, you know, working real estate, I'm in California, blah, blah, blah. And then I was back in Charleston for something and was like, you know, what's going on with the show? Are we, you know, get a place here and come back or whatever. And, they, and then one of the producers was like, no, they're going to, they're going to pass. And I was like, okay, great. Thanks. Cause at that time I had a seven year contract with them. So if they didn't release me from the contract, then I was you know, obligated to right. fulfill that contract. So it was at the time great for everyone, but then it is frustrating like three years later and they're still using a photo of you to like create drama. And you're just like, what? First of all, I didn't get paid for that. Second of all, like, <laughs> most importantly, <yeah. laughs> where's my check? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, doesn't that constitute like an episode fee? <laughs> Plus rerun. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't get, that's the beauty of reality TV. There's no SAG. There's no regulations. We don't get residuals. So it's all, that's why reality television has taken over because it's so cheap to produce instead of like a show like friends it's on forever syndicate for forever all of right stuff, it's like if you were given a choice would you have gone back then even with all the drama that had gone i had to depend on it yeah yeah what do you think about the new cast like so, well, well i know no, all of them too you know charleston is a small town so right like, nita is a really good friend of mine we've worked together for a long time and love her madison you know she used to do my hair and stuff for the show and Really? So you know yeah. Madison too? I've known Madison for, oh, I don't even know how long anymore. Probably 20 years. Wait, was it crazy then, like seeing all... I mean, <laughs> OMG. <laughs> I mean, Landon, dude, okay, it's crazy for me. I don't even know this chick, right? And I'm seeing this. You know her friends. Everything. I was in an airport recently and... Like, there's a one time I've been so happy to have on a mask because, like, at the air, people always, like, come up. But, you know, it's fine. I, I, like, say hi, whatever. Right. And I sent Chef a photo, actually, because the newsstand, it was just, like, every, like, Us Weekly and all of the whatever those, all those magazines are, it was, like, the cover of everyone. And I was, like, oh, my God, I want to die right now it didn't even have anything to do with me or anything but it did all like all of it said southern charm and right. pictures of everyone and you're just like oh my god but i sent it to chef and he was just like were you guys oh. dying what did you i mean it's like were you guys happy because like look at the press that southern charm is getting are you like i, I don't want never happy for negative press i want us to all be shown like Cameron, like you wrote a book and Chef wrote a book and it's just like always wanted to be positive things. Like to be like, I know they weren't married or whatever their relationship, but to sort of be labeled like a homewrecker or whatever. Like I, that's just eek. But also it's just so bad because it was public, you know, obviously right. it wasn't like the first time or the first person he's reached out to or whatever. And I'm sure they had some sort of arrangement, but now it's so public and with her being so like pro women's rights and has this massive platform and right giant pop star and she has a daughter she can't just be like oh it's fine to right. have him running around on me and like even if she wanted to stay with him she probably she just can't because it's j-lo you know, yeah. yeah so what did you talk to madison i don't even want to say her name <laughs> Wait, did you have you even like talked to Madison about it? Have you talked to her at all? No, I don't think I have. Were you just like, holy 
crap. Well, all the boys had told me about it, like when it was like actually going on. And they're like, get ready because it's all going to come out on the show. And they had like, told me like the day after because they had some party and I forget what I hadn't really watched the last couple of seasons, to be honest. I'll watch like yeah. the first one and the last one. But so they were like, and that's what I love when they're filming is because they're all every like all the boys, everyone's so gossipy and they're like, oh my God, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> like, that's amazing. No. <laughs> I want. I'm not on, but I want to know it all. They were the one. Well, because I'm sure that. Well, at least we saw Craig. How fired up he was! Like you're gonna do this to my boy. I mean, yeah. the reunion was insane. Hey, I need to go back and watch the reunion because a lot of people were like, "Landon, <laughs> bananas." Craig I was like, gives me such anxiety because you know I did three of them, and it's just, it's like a 12 hour day of filming. Everyone's just like guns blazing and hey. you're just like kill me no, this no, no, is no, no. craig landon if there's like one to ten scale craig was like a 500 bazillion thousand trip i thought veins were gonna pop his hair i mean it what you have you have to watch it but it was cool like he's defending his his friend like you know i i get it you're and you're friends with austin craig yeah i had only met austin through the show though so he wasn't like an old friend we go way back but even i was annoyed with that whole thing like austin and i were good friends we would talk all the time during filming and then what chelsea was like oh she has no girl code or whatever i was like oh my I'm gosh sorry i was speaking to a boy like are you insane you know and again it was just like these women like trying to throw me under the bus or like say I have like all these alternative motives or whatnot because I mean the only thing I can figure is like you're insecure with yourself so you have to like right make it someone else's thing but like also the only reason I sat next to Austin when we were on the like when we went oh hunting, we had all gone out uh on like a hunting trip <laughs> oh okay and, okay and so I sat next to him at dinner because I didn't want to sit next to Thomas because oh, right. every, you know, was just, so then Austin and I are just like at the end of the table, like having a ball. And then Chelsea's like, you know, he was mine, blah, blah, blah. I was like, he still is. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Were like, you guys cool at the time? You and Chelsea? Had you known her? I had known her. I've known her for a long time. She actually is at the same salon that my sister is. And, you know, she's always just kind of been done her own thing. We were never friends or not friends, you know, but it is interesting. You see like Instagram and stuff and, you know, everyone's all like pro Catherine and pro Chelsea. And like, I'm just some like spoiled whatever, but like, I'm sorry. I've had a job since I was 15 and I've like worked right. hard. And so and also, it's like anything. When someone comes at you like that, I just like see black and like don't, I can't. And then like five days later, I'm like, this is what I should have said. <laughs> like, you know, because it's just, you're so right. taken aback and you're like, what are you even talking about? Like, what? And I wish that I had had more time to like address Chelsea on that because it, it actually still bothers me to this day that she, you know, and then at the reunion, she's like, oh, well, you know, I know nothing ever happened. I'm like, well, this would be a good time for you to apologize to me. <laughs> right. Like never. And I've seen her once or twice here or there. And I'm just like. And you guys don't even. I would say hello. I'm not going to be like. Ignored, right. But I have zero interest in having a friendship with her. I just don't. Right. Why do you think they were just like Catherine had such an issue? I mean, there's other women on the show. And I feel like Catherine and Thomas's relationship with you. Austin's relationship with you. Why do you think these women had such beef? Because you're hot and you like, I guess know I just, what you- I don't care. It just, I, maybe it makes them angry that I'm just like, don't care. Like I'm happy. Right. These are like, these guys are like my brothers and you know, I've gotten in a lot of trouble in the past for defending them. And you know, it's not a good look in the Me Too movement where I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> you know? But it's like, honestly, these girls, okay. So Austin's like little threesome or whatever that was, these girls had to sign a release form. They knew that they were gonna be shown like coming out of his bedroom and all of this stuff. And it's like, that's insane. Would you ever sign a being like, yeah, I'll be the one from the threesome. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, sure. Real quick. What are you doing on Sunday? <laughs> you know, and it's like, so. <sighs> Crazy. 
It's crazy. It is so crazy. And fame is a really weird thing. I do not consider myself like famous or, you know, but it's really what was interesting to me is to see the links that people would go to to be on the show because they thought they would become famous and rich and whatever they thought, right. you know, for me, I always just wanted to showcase my interior design and see if I could become Bethany Frankel. <laughs> you know, I realized totally. that was not the path for me. And I don't know, the whole fame thing just wasn't something that, and then on social media, like I had never had like Instagram or any of that stuff before the show. And that's like one of the things they want you like promoting it and this right. and that. And then all of a sudden all these people are telling me to kill myself. And you're like, wait, <gasps> what? People come at you? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's constant. I mean, it's even now it's crazy. You know, they'll be watching, see stuff from five years ago and they're like, you know, you're a horrible person. How dare you talk about a mother? And you're just like, ugh, barf. Like now still this constant, constantly. I mean, daily. <laughs> and that I mean, was another reason why I wanted like, you know, that I was having a really negative effect on me psychologically I was just like well gosh you know I'm completely out of touch with like what the rest of the country is thinking and likes and whatever and then you have to realize like the people that are on there writing things and it's all like fake accounts with no followers and no you know and it's just is it crazy to see where the show has become now like you just said like there's threesomes with Austin like Madison is on us weekly and people for doing what she did with A-Rod. Like, is it so insane scary. that you're like, this is my little show from Charleston? I know, and that's what's so sad. I mean, but I guess it's like, nobody wants to like watch a tea party and people being like happy and lovely. <laughs> something. And I spent a lot of time thinking about like the psychology of like the audience and watching and like what, you want to be more morally superior to those that you're watching. So if you're watching a show of someone who's like, doing nice things and being gracious you're like this person can't actually be that nice right there's something but there's something underneath that's bad and you're like well actually there's just there's not and so having to spin that and do you think that's what people portrayed like you're like i'm just nice and people had an issue with that and they're like she's not this nice well, i'm not person. that nice <laughs> like, Listen, you know, like, you're much I, nicer than most landon i can honest. tell you that I don't regret anything that I've said. I pretty much stand by all of it. I mean, I'm sure there's some things that'd be like, whoa, how do you feel about this that you said? I'd be like, oh, that's not great. But um, <laughs> for the most part, I feel like I was very honestly portrayed. That's why I didn't understand when they're like, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, but you know, I've helped do a lot of this. At that same time, I'd helped with Shep's show, the, the little dating want relationship. Relationship. Like, bless his heart. That came out in the middle of the Me Too movement. And he's like cross-country dating. And he's just like, kill me. He's like, this is so <laughs> embarrassing and awful. And I am like the poster child for everything that's wrong. And I was like... And not it's Shep. That. Like, he didn't need any of that extra stuff, right? No, and that was what it was, you know, frustrating for him too. And I think... His idea for the show was sort of like the state of dating. Like, what's it like to date in LA? What's it like to date in Austin, Texas? What's it right. like in Vermont? Or I don't, you know. Right. And it was supposed to be more of like educational programming. <laughs> That's exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what I thought it would be, actually, Landon, when I well, and it's sad because I feel like that's what people really want to see. They've already got The Bachelor. They've already got all these things. Right. And then, you know, cut to, they've got all these girls. They brought them back to Charleston. He's like, he's like, this is not the format of a show that I signed up to do. This is not a surprise. He's like, I feel like I'm under attack. You know, I felt really bad because I, <laughs> like you know, had sent a lot of my friends that were like, ended up being on the show as his date. And all of them were like, in their minds, they're like, oh, I might marry Shep. You know, they're just like, this is fine. I'm single, go on a date, film it. Like, you right. know, it wasn't like, I don't know. I just felt really bad for him. But also I felt like that show could have been like really interesting and really right lovely. And the one thing they did on that show that I thought was really cool, which was a thing that Shep had wanted to do was they let they showed the producers, which yeah. they never like. I love that. The fourth wall. Right. I <laughs> so love that. I thought that was a really cool touch. It just, but Bravo has their format and they don't want to go outside of it because this is what has made them so huge and big and they know their audience and that's wonderful. But a right. show like that, it's like, 
you know, we just need to produce them on our own and then take them to a different network. And now there's so many streaming services or podcasts. Or right. This and that. And I know Shep had a podcast for a while, but he's like, it's too much work. <laughs> It's a lot. I mean, it's amazing though, but it's, yeah, but you're not, we're not in LA and Charleston. So getting guests and this, and you know, no one was doing the zoom stuff. So you're trying to get someone actually in the studio, which is insane. It's just, it's, it's just not possible in Charleston. So then he's like traveling everywhere, trying to get all this stuff and doing it all by himself. You know, it's a lot. What's going on though with your, you know, we're talking about Shep. Is there any special hottie? Yeah, we've been together for years and I just don't talk about it. <laughs> Wait a minute. So we're keeping under wraps because, you know. Well, no, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I have a boyfriend and I have for years. <laughs> and so it's. Do we see I, anything so. happening? Yeah, but like I've been married before. So yeah. I'm not like going to have like a huge wet. You know, I had 300 people at my wedding in Charleston and this this whole, you know, I've done all of that. So I would like very quietly elope and I do want to have kids. So, you know, that we've talked about and maybe one day, but you know, but also like I'm 40 TikTok. <laughs> Please give me a break. <laughs> and, um, but I just don't feel, I felt such a need, like all these, this rush and this, this time thing with the show. And now that I'm under like no time constraints and can do things on my own, I just don't feel the pressure. I'm not going to put pressure on myself to, do right. And by the way, Landon, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you can deal with filming Southern Charm with some of those people, you can have kids at the age of 40 or over. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I, yeah, you can definitely do it. Speaking of love, though, I've taken so much of your time. I do want to play one little game and then okay. you can go. Okay, okay. you want to play a game? Yeah. Okay. It's called Landing in Love. I'm going to ask you between two, who you would choose. Like if you were going to okay. be in love with, okay. okay. <laughs> Thomas or Whitney. Oh, that's a tough one. Gosh. I mean, Thomas, I get the horses, but Whitney, I get his mom. <laughs> so it's like, that one's a real toss up. Can I pick Patricia? <laughs> you can pick her. Are you so cool with Patricia, by the way? You know, I don't know. She unfollowed me on Instagram. <laughs> Why? Because I stood up for Thomas right uh, after that. And also, I don't even know if she knows that because at the time she had this woman running her Instagram who was like obsessed in love with Thomas. And then the, he didn't have those feelings. So I think maybe she unfollowed me, but maybe Patricia is mad at me. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to to talk to her. <laughs> so, well, so if you choose Whitney, do you want Patricia then? <laughs> I do because, you know, she has not had, it seems like a very easy life, but it's lonely at the top, <laughs> you know? And I've just always really loved her and I admire her and I always will. And, you know, she's also just like, such an amazing businesswoman. Like, look, she's got her little caftan. She's got all, you know, she never, she's the real driving force behind the whole show. You know, they all think it's Whitney, but you know, she's the stage mom. She's the one that like got the ducks in the row, got the, you know, she had the house and the things and she, you know, the show was originally supposed to be called Southern Gentlemen and it was just going to be all the guys, but they had never really had a straight, guy reality show before you know that like did really well so that's when they brought in cam because she had been on reality shows before and that's when patricia became you know a big part of it and so i just you know it like my mom was like mortified that she had (laughs) she didn't have to go on but she was like hated it whereas patricia really stepped up to the role and she's kind of like you know a mom to all of us and i do i am sad that that relationship but I do think she may have seen it as sort of a betrayal that I kind of like left everything was like I just can't do this anymore I'm not being like true to myself so I would love to have a sit down with her and really talk about stuff I also know things got really nasty with her and Thomas and I wasn't really aware of like uh, I guess they were suing each other I don't really even still to this day know I mean nothing well maybe that's your next time you go yeah next trip you can have a little when she feels safe and michael's back and i know know, poor little michael i know right okay so wait (laughs) so you don't thomas or whitney 
I think I would pick Whitney because we have very similar friends and lifestyles and we would just travel and have a great time. <laughs> Whitney, okay. Thomas has too much baggage now. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. too much baggage. You've had a lot of that already. You probably don't need any of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Whitney then or Shep? Well, I love Shep's girlfriend. <laughs> so, <laughs> now I have to pick Whitney again. Um, I'm just so happy for Shep and she brings out like the absolute best in him. And she's like this little angel from Asheville. I don't know how. Oh, you know, so they're sweet just for like Shep. so perfect for each other. And I'm just really, really happy for them. So Whitney wins two of them again. I know. <laughs> okay. What about Craig or Pringle? Oh gosh, I love my pillar man. <laughs> I'm so proud of Craig for like staying true to who he is. And like, it's really easy to like succumb to the pressure of this or that, especially when it's like, I want to sew. And they're like, no. Okay. And like, you know, so I much love heat. Naomi, but they had their issues. And I know that that kind of like, both of their self-esteems were like rattled after that right. So to see them both like blooming, it's also like goes to show you what being in a bad relationship is. It like right. really brings you so down and is so awful. And I know that Craig and Naomi really loved each other, but that doesn't mean that you're right for each other. Right. Pringle, I don't really know that well, but we actually in just, you know, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. We really grew up down the street from each other in Atlanta and no just way. Never, never knew each other. Yeah. And I loved his sister. So, oh, yeah. She's happy married cool. into that family. And I also love Craig's family. But I think, I think I'd have to pick my pillow boy. Oh, Craig. <laughs> okay. Well, Whitney, though, seems to be the big winner. So, if anything, <laughs> yeah, Whitney's happens, the big winner. <laughs> we need to do the, the love match of Landon and Whitney. Yeah. Okay before i know you're southern charm but you know the housewives and they have a tagline you know when they open the show uh-huh what would your tagline be leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that is it that in all caps period bye yeah oh my gosh landon i love you we are we have to get drinks oh please i would love that we have to get drinks it was it was so awesome to see you. This you absolutely too. made my it's day. It's been really fun. Thank you for getting me out there, dusting off the old interview cobwebs. <laughs> you <laughs> so. did amazing. It was awesome. It was so great. I was so excited all week for this. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E. S-H-O-W, at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.